Welcome. You're listening to Strength for the Hour, the radio outreach of Fruit of the Vine Ministries in Louisville, Ohio. We're passionate about strengthening you with deep truths from the Word of God and bringing hope to the world through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, My words are spirit and they are life. So may you experience new life from this message today by John Davison. Well, shalom and God bless you, brothers and sisters. Thank you so much for joining me today. Listen, did you know that every single scripture has a pretext, a post-text, and an environment? When we're looking at the Word of God, we need to keep these things in mind, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to examine a scripture that I think has been used in many ways without understanding its proper context and environment, and we're going to clear up some misconceptions and understandings in the body of Christ today, and I'm so excited for what the Holy Spirit is revealing to us. So here's the scripture. Here's the context. I'm in the book of Matthew. Jesus is dealing with the Pharisees and the scribes, and they're accusing him of casting out demons by the prince of demons. And you can find this in your Bible. It's in Matthew chapter 12, and this is in verse 22 to 28. And Jesus responds to them. He says, listen, but if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the king of, kingdom of God has come unto you. What's he saying here? Here's the context. You have a group of people coming to Jesus. When they come to Jesus, they see Jesus casting out demons. And then, not even too long after the fact, we jump to Matthew chapter 12 and verse 38 where it says, And then some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, Now listen, they just watched him, they just watched him heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, cast out demons. And they just accused him of doing these things by the prince of demons. And then they ask him in verse 38, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. We wish to see a sign. And Jesus answers, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. Brothers and sisters, I just want to say that, listen, this has sort of become a, a mantra in the church these days. When we talk about signs and wonders and miracles, somebody says, well, listen, a, a wicked and adulterous generation, they seek after a sign. They ask for a sign. And so, therefore, we have the right to dismiss signs, wonders, and miracles in the body of Christ. But listen. Listen, what is the context of that verse? And what was Jesus trying to get across to the people when he said, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign? Because right after that verse in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 39, he said, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We often quote this verse in order to say that signs and wonders and miracles are bad, bad, bad. But Jesus actually says, listen, a wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. But no sign will be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. So wait a minute. 
He tells them they're seeking after a sign. They're going to get the sign. But what is he saying? What is he really saying? He's saying there's going to be a sign, but it's not the sign that you're looking for because you're seeking after the sign. You're seeking for something, but I'm going to give you what you truly need if you'll humble yourself in meekness. Now, that does not neglect the fact that signs and wonders and miracles still followed Jesus. And he still did those things in front of people. So let's explore this just a little bit further to see exactly what Jesus was trying to get his point across here. He says this, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the, in the belly of a great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will stand up in judgment with this generation and will condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. Listen, and he continues on. The queen of the south will rise up in judgment with this generation and will condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear, listen to the context, hear the wisdom of Solomon. And now one greater than Solomon is here. So he says, listen, I'm going to give them a sign even though an adulterous generation seeks after the sign. But he says, listen, the queen of the south is going to stand up in judgment with you at the time of the judgment. And she's going to condemn you because she heard and she sought after Solomon and Solomon's wisdom. And because Nineveh is going to rise up in judgment with you, Nineveh's going to condemn you. Why? Because Nineveh repented at seeing Jonah and hearing Jonah and the witness of Jonah. And he's saying, listen, I've been doing miracles, signs and wonders around you folks, and you still aren't repenting because you're not listening and you're not actually allowing what I'm saying to penetrate you. You're too focused on the signs, the wonders and the miracles instead of what I'm actually trying to bring to you. And I'm going to bring it even further, church. He says this in verse 33, in verse 43, actually, he says this. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man. So hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now he's talking about an unclean spirit leaving a man. Now there's no, there's no break in the text here. Jesus is still talking to them and he goes from, they should have repented that there's going to be those that are raised up in judgment with them and they're going to condemn them. You are going to get a sign, but it's not the sign that you're looking for. And here's the reason why, because this is the problem you guys have. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, it passes through dry places seeking rest, but it finds none. Then it says, I will return to my former house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds empty, swept and the house put in order. What's he saying? Listen, if you seek after something that's going to fulfill what you're looking for instead of what you need, you may end up getting what you wanted, but you're still going to be empty. Then the spirit, verse 45 of Matthew 12, then the spirit goes and brings with itself seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of the man is worse than the first so shall it be also with this evil generation. So there's your context. 
He brings it all together, right? We're talking Matthew chapter 12, verse 38, all the way to verse 46, and he continues on. And he continues on from there. But let's back up just a minute before I continue on. The sign of Jonah. Why did he bring up the sign of Jonah? Why did he say, I'm going to give you the sign of Jonah? Why? Because Jonah, all the way back, all right, in our Tanakh, our, what we would call in the church the Old Testament, but what a Hebrew would call the Tanakh. In the Tanakh, it gives us the story of Jonah. Jonah was called by God to go to Nineveh, to go to the Gentile nations. Listen, you got to catch this. To go to the Gentile nations and preach for them to repent. Guess what happens? Jonah says no. Jonah goes on a ship. The ship, the waves and the wind and all these things come. All right. Jonah says, listen, this is coming on you people on this ship. It's coming on you. It's coming on you because I was supposed to go like God told me to, but I didn't go. And so now this tempest, this storm is raising up. If you throw me over, the storm will stop. You guys can save yourself. So they throw him over. The fish comes, swallows him up. And then he makes a bargain, a deal with God in the belly of the fish. He's in the belly of the fish for three days, seaweed wrapped around his neck. You can go and read it. He's got seaweed wrapped around his neck. Scripture talks about it. And it talks about all these things about the mouth being dry, all these things he's feeling. And and, and basically Jonah's dead inside of this fish. And he makes a deal with God. And all of a sudden he decides he's going to repent and he's going to go forth and he'll go to Nineveh if God will give him a second opportunity. So three days later, Jonah gets, gets spewed out of the belly of the fish, right? Three days in the belly of the fish, spewed out. He was dead in the fish, comes alive, goes and preaches, and then gives the message to the Gentile nations, those outside of the house of Israel, B'nai Israel. And Jesus says, listen, the sign you guys are looking for, what you guys are after, that is not what I came this, that's not the sign I came to give. Yes, I am doing healing. Yes, I am doing miracles. Yes, I am healing your sick. I am raising your dead. Yeah, I raised up Lazarus. Yeah, you know, you remember that blind guy? Yeah, I totally healed that blind guy too. Oh, and you remember he didn't even remember my name when he came before you guys? And you guys asked him and you said, hey, you know, who who told you to pick up your mat and walk? And remember he said that, you know, well, I don't know who it was. It was just the man who made me, you know, he made me whole. So, so I came to show mercy and grace and love. I didn't come so that you, so that you could praise me so that you could just look at me as somebody super, super special. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, Jesus said, listen, the son of man came to serve, not to be served. He said he came. I am. I and my father are one. If you've seen me, you've seen my father. I only do what I see my father doing. Father, not my will, but yours be done. Father, you be glorified. Glorify your son with the glory that you that I, that I had with you from the foundation of the world. I have not yet gone to the father. I have not yet ascended. I'm not yet glorified. Don't touch me. You remember all these sayings that Jesus kept saying? He was continually bringing glory to the Father. 
the Pharisees and Sadducees were continually bringing glory unto themselves. It said they wore long robes, their phylacteries, the, the, the prayer boxes that they had on their heads, which ha- contained the commandments in, in mitzvot, in, in, in Deuteronomy, where, where it's specifically in Numbers, where it specifically says, you know, to bind the commandments as a sign upon your head. They would wear boxes on their head with the commandments, and they would wear these things in public so everybody could see how holy and spiritual and righteous they were. And so they were the ones that were giving signs to the people that they were approved by God. And so when they came to Jesus asking for a sign, they wanted to see the sign at on Jesus that Jesus was approved according to them and their standards and their way of what they felt was approval by God. And Jesus says, listen, I'm going to show you the way to the Father. I'm going to show you the sign that's going to bring you into right relationship with the Father. The sign you think that you really are looking for is the wrong sign. I'm going to give you the sign you need so that you can get in right standing with my Father. And when you see that sign, you'll know that I truly am the I am, the Son of the living God. Uh, It's just an amazing thing that Jesus does with these folks. And what he's dealing with specifically, he's not, he doesn't have a problem with signs and wonders and miracles. He's not saying, well, oh, an adulterous generation asked for a sign, so therefore, church, don't ever ask for a sign. Paul later says, listen, Greeks seek after wisdom and Jews seek after a sign, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Greeks or to the Jews, right? And foolishness to the Greeks. And what's he saying? He's saying, listen, this is what they're looking for. He's not saying it's a bad thing. He's not saying that we shouldn't give them somewhat of a sign of the authority of Jesus Christ. But if the signs and the wonders and the miracles that are being performed by the church are to glorify the individual and to build up the individual and so that the individual looks like he is righteous before God and approved by God by what he does, does, then it's no longer by faith and through the finished work of the three days and three nights sign of Jonah. It is now based off of his works righteousness and what he has done for the kingdom that brings him access and glory in the kingdom when Jesus said it's all about what he did on the cross. And so continuing on, going back to what we were talking about in verse 43, he was saying to these guys, listen, unclean spirits, you guys are looking, you guys are looking to, to try to cleanse yourselves. You guys are looking for, for what you can add to your religion so that you can feel more holy and righteous so that you can look holier than thou. And that is the wrong thing because what happens is you might see some fruit of applying the Old Testament or the godly principles. You might see some spirits removed by applying God's truth in your life, but lest a man be born again and lest you be filled with the Holy Spirit in place of the void that was now there because the, the demons have left... You're now empty if you're doing this the wrong way. You're now stepping out into a danger zone because it says, listen, you thought you only had a couple of demons before, but now they're going to come back and smack you around even harder because now you are hard-hearted and self-righteous. 
along with de being demon-possessed. And that's what was wrong with the Pharisees and many of the Pharisees, not all. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, and, and he got it. You know, I mean, he, he, he eventually buried, he, he you know, brought him to the tomb and, 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 and went for the body. And, you know, Nic Nicodemus, there were many leaders who eventually, according to the book of Acts, there were leaders and teachers in Israel that eventually came to faith in Jesus. And so Jesus is saying, listen, when you come to me, when, when, when you're looking for me, when you're looking for the correct sign, right? When you're looking for the correct sign, you're going to find what you're looking for. And he says this, carrying on, then it goes, right? Verse 45, then it goes and brings with itself seven other spirits more evil than itself. And they enter the house or the man or the person and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. And so shall it be with this wicked generation, this generation that's like this. The one that is so full of new age and trying to find spiritual fulfillment in outward regulations, trying to find the void that God placed in them to be filled with the Holy Spirit, trying to fill that void with other types of religions, Hinduism, yoga, new age, all of these uh, religions that are out there, the Christ-like consciousness that, that Oprah uh, promotes, these types of cult religions. He says, listen, you might look clean, you might seem clean, but you're empty, you're naked, and I'm standing before you knocking and saying, I'm going to fill you with my spirit if you'll accept the sign of Jonah. And it says this in verse 46, while he was still speaking to these people, it says this, right then his mother and his brother stood outside asking to speak with him. So here comes here comes Mary and 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 we're talking about, you know, Jesus and we're talking about Mary and we're talking about his brothers and they're coming in and they want to talk to Jesus. And so one of the people that he was speaking to, one of these Pharisees, one of these one of these religious folks, they said, "Uh um excuse me, uh rabbi, uh, listen, look, your your mom and your brother, they're standing outside. They they want to they want to talk to you. Okay, like you should go talk to your mom and your you know. Listen, if you're a holy man, listen, you're going to honor your your father and your mother just like the 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 commandments say. You're going to go. You're going to stop what you're doing. You're going to go pay respect. Listen, we're just going to back down. Listen, go take care of your mom and your brothers. It'll be fine. And Jesus snaps back real quick and he says this. But he answered the man who told it to him. Who is my mother and my brother? And he stretched out his hand towards his disciples, towards his, his body, towards his church. And he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father who is in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. What is he saying? He's saying, listen, seek not after a sign. Seek relationship with the Father. The sign of Jonah. The sign of Jonah. I'm going to give you a sign, but it's not the sign that you're looking for. It's not going to fulfill what you think you're looking for because you want it that way. And I'm saying, I am the way. You want your truth, but I'm saying, I am the truth. You want it to look good for your life, but I'm saying I am the life. You think you're in relationship with the Father, 
but no one comes to the Father but by me. And see, you think you have access to the same Father and you think that you're God's children, but those that are the children are those who do the will of the Father. Those who come after me, those who believe in the death, burial, resurrection, those who have been emptied of the demons and filled with the Holy Spirit so that the seven demons cannot come back and re-enter. Those that walk in relationship with my Father, it says these signs shall follow. They shall raise the dead. They shall cleanse the leper. They shall cast out demons. But that is not their identity. Their identity is sons and daughters of the Most High God. And out of the inheritance of a child of the Most High God, signs and wonders and miracles flow from them because that's what comes as a part of the package. But the focus is not on the inheritance. The focus is on the Father. And the Father gives all good things to those who love Him and are called according to Him his purpose you see the gifts flow out of relationship but if you're seeking the gift in order to feel as though you're accepted by the father when you get the gift you're going to think that the gift is the one that gives you access to the father because even if you don't repent you might still produce miracles signs and wonders and then you're going to think you'll be in a moment of deception and romans 1129 says, listen, the gifts and the calling are without repentance. The King James says the gifts and the calling are without repentance. Remember Balaam? Balaam was a false prophet who sold his gift for money. And yet God still spoke through him. Let that sink in for just a moment. Jesus said, there's going to be people that come to him and say, didn't we do all of these things in your name? But Jesus is going to turn around and say, listen, I never knew you. He doesn't rebuke them for all the things that, that they did in his name. He doesn't say, how dare you cleanse the leper? How can't, dare you, you know, how dare you raise the dead? He says, no, 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 no. I'm rebuking you because I don't know you. Because you don't know me. We're not in relationship. So brothers and sisters, I am coming before you today with revelation from the word of God. So that you will understand that signs, wonders, and miracles still happen today. It is part of your inheritance. But it is not what you seek after. You seek after the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And Jesus said, all of these things shall be, will be, guaranteed will come after you that they'll follow you listen that's what jesus said and he told the disciples listen go ye into all the world right matthew 28 verse 18 then jesus came and spoke to them and said listen all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all the things I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. What's he saying? These things are going to follow you because I'm with you. 
If I'm with you and you're with me and we're in relationship as I'm in the Father and you are in me, then we're good. These things are going to follow you. And he says very clearly, listen, go. And what was the rest of the sign of Jonah? The rest of the sign of Jonah was Jonah went to the pagan nations. You see, when Jesus died, was buried, was resurrected, and he came conquering sin, death, hell, and the grave, and the Holy Spirit came, guess what happened? The message, just like Jonah, the message went to the pagan nations, and the pagan nations repented, while much of the religious people who thought they had it perished. And Jesus says, don't be like them. Don't seek after the signs that they're seeking after. Seek after the signs that I give you. Get in my word. Know your father. Know the word of your father. Love him with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your body, and your strength. And have no other God than him. And so, Father, I thank you for this word today. Thank you for this encouragement and clarification on seeking not a sign, but seeking an intimate, personal, deep, loving relationship with you, Lord. Thank you for making access through Jesus on the cross and sending your one and only Son to die for us. That it be by grace through faith that we can enter into the kingdom and experience our inheritance. And so I bless you today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this broadcast of Strength for the Hour. Our hope is that you have received rest, revelation, edification, sanctification, and truth. To learn more about this ministry and to be further strengthened in your faith, you can visit us at our website, www.fruitofthevine.wix.com forward slash fruit of the vine. There you'll find a link to our Facebook and YouTube. If you'd like to send us a letter, please write to Fruit of the Vine Ministries, P.O. Box 222, Louisville, Ohio, 44641. And for a final word of encouragement, here again is John Davison. Thanks, Alex. You know, God anointed the New Testament writers, and the Holy Spirit spoke through them, and says this in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4 and verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And Jesus says this in the book of Revelation, chapter 3 and verse 8. He says, listen, I know your deeds. See, I place before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Well, praise God, brothers and sisters, that the word of God was able to penetrate into our hearts today and that the Lord gave us strength through his message as he spoke the word through his word by his Holy Spirit to you where you're at in your home and in your atmosphere. So I just thank you so much for taking your time and listening to the word of God with us today. We hope that you've been blessed, encouraged, and strengthened by the word of God. So thank you so much. God bless you and keep you in his perfect peace. In Jesus' mighty name, shalom.